People want to listen to all the albums, know every word with the Drake song. I mean, whatever. <laughs> but then you can't listen to an audio book because you want to learn something after the book is done. You listen to a future album. It's not in there to, to learn from, right? But you can put your headphones and listen to any book, any podcast. And then when you're done, you actually educated yourself. So when I started doing that, when I started realizing because I'm a truck driver, I don't have time to read. I don't have time to do that. When I was able to stick this stuff in my ear and, and learn as I'm working, oh man, my mind just started opening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oglesby and Scott Show. This podcast holds the belief that business and investing are team sports. We drop gems to help you turn your capital into generational legacy. We're sharing with you the best stories of successful African-American business owners and entrepreneurs. Money to pay off debt and increase your income? I'm Terry Egioma from Invest with Terry, and I teach an online course on how to invest in the stock market for daily or weekly returns. My seven step strategy saves you time and erases the guesswork from trading. With these seven steps, I've earned over 16000 in a day without having a large account. Start big or small, these proven steps will increase your profits and decrease your losses. To learn more, visit itradeandtravel.com. And now, here are your hosts, Miss Flipping in Heels, Rashawna Scott, and Mr. Todd Millionaire himself, Charles Oglesby. This is the Oglesby and Scott Show. My name is Charles Oglesby, also known as Todd Millionaire, founder and director of the Todd Capital Investment Club and the Todd Capital Options Community with Miss Rashawna Scott of Flipping in Heels. Welcome to the show, Rashawna. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> she's, she's been on a closing spree lately, closing two flats back to back, sometimes well, on know. the same day. Well, you know, they call me the two flat killer in these so. Chicago streets. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to do my part. That's all. In, in the midst of a pandemic out there, just knocking them down. What pandemic? So. Pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Is what I, I have it. it is. But um, yes, it's so great to be here. Thank you, Charles, for um, creating this amazing platform where we can bring successful entrepreneurs, African-American entrepreneurs to the forefront, um, people of color, and to just show, like you said, the stories um, to show that they, they exist, right? Yeah. So with us today... We have a brother named Alex Vasquez. He is a real estate investor, rental property owner, and he's been doing some really cool things. Uh, welcome to the show, man. Hey, hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Super excited. Super excited about this. So be- before we get uh, ahead of ourselves, can you tell us who you are and where you're from? Okay. Well, well, like you said, my name is Alex and I, uh, I am from Camden, New Jersey. It's a, it's a city in New Jersey. Um, uh, at one time, we was the worst city in in the in the country in case of murders and and robberies and um. But it's my city. Um, I love it. Um, and now these last past two years, what I've been doing is just purchasing houses and fixing them up and renting them. So um, like buying in my own hood makes me feel so good because it's like I'm doing the best of both worlds. I'm actually doing good justice in my city and also making a profit out of it. So it's like the best of everything. You know what I mean? And, and what I'm trying to do is just teach everybody else to change the mindset to be like, look, it's gold in here. We just got to be able to purchase it. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. So you say you've been buying properties for how long? For the, for the last two years, I had a property. Well, it was I used to live there, but when I moved out, I rented it for 10 years, but then the last two years, 
like I guess in November of 2018. Since then, I bought six properties, so I'm pacing mm-hmm. up like three per year. And so that first property was that like a FHA acquisition, the first time home buyer deal, or what? What was that first acquisition like? My well, my first property. Um, well, I when I, I bought it because I had my first daughter. I was 19 years old, and 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 it was crazy because. I was going rent, right? And I was 19. I didn't know what I was going to do. And um, I remember my mom was like, why you just don't buy a property? And I'm like, I, I was working full time. I just got out of high school. And I'm like, nobody's going to give me no loan. Well, I didn't know that. So, I mean, that's, and that's a great thing because we don't live in that, in the city, nobody teach you this. Nobody tell you this. They were just more or less, and my mom knew a realtor and she was like, well, let's just try it, right? And I applied and I was, whew, I was 19 years old with a job with no credit, no nothing. And and, and like kind of that helped me for in the position that I am now because I I was able to purchase that at that time. And then 10 years after that, when I moved out of that house, I was able to keep it. But yeah, it was an FHA. I was able to keep it and change it to a conventional so I can rent it out. And then like, I always wanted to keep doing it because I knew I was making income, but I, you know, every year I always say, oh, next year, next year, next year. And then, but the last two years I say, you know what, educate myself and then just went forward. And then that's where I'm at now. There's um, seven properties. So you, you're a 19 year old uh, kid, no credit. Where'd you get the money for the down payment and all of that? Well, I was working. So um, I had a full-time job, you know, and, and and me having a full-time job after high school was like huge in my family. It was like, wow, this guy's, I'm doing awesome. But I was always good with my money, right? So I was always able to save. So just saving my money and the property was only like 50,000. So then with the FHA, wasn't that much for a down payment. So mm-hmm. I was able to save all that and then um, get it. And I was su- surprised that at an age of 19, I was a homeowner. You know what I mean? While everybody else was still living with their parents or renting or whatever, I was able to purchase that house. Yeah. And what I want to ask you, too, is that, like you say, you owned it and lived there for 10 years. Um, did you get any appreciation out of that property? No, not not, not as much because, you know, at that time also... Um, um, like in my in my city, the houses don't really go up as much, right? It's like the rent is good is great, but the like I think I bought it for fifty, and I think the value is it is eighty now. So it's not like a big change. Like we're not that far from Philly, so uh, Philadelphia and, and them houses appreciate like real good. But us still in the city, like it's they still doing a lot of work, but the appreciation ain't there. But the rent is there. Um, we can still rent it for a good amount, and then our cash flow real good. So before we get too far down the tunnel of your real estate career. We always ask people what life was like growing up. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Okay. Growing up, growing up. All right. Um, growing up was great. Right. Um, for me, at least, I mean, cause I didn't, cause we don't know what's, what was really out there in the world, right? Like living in an in in urban city where I'm from was like just playing sports. I got three older brothers. Um, it was four boys. So it, it was cool. Um, but then eventually the older I got the, the stuff, I started to realize like, all my brothers was more in the streets. They was doing their thing. They was in and out of jail. Like um, me, I was just like looking at it, like seeing which route I want, right? Because it didn't make sense if I wanted to go one route. It was kind of, it did make a lot of sense. That's what you get. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, people making money, you know what I mean? Having nice clothes. But me coming home from school and then or on, on Sundays taking these trips to see my brothers all of them um, was getting tired. Like it, it was one of them things that I knew that's not what I wanted, but then I didn't know how not to go the other route because nobody taught me nothing, right? So so growing up, 
I was lonely. I mean, even though I had three older brothers, like they was more in the streets. And me, I was more like a mama's boy because I didn't want my, you know what I mean? I, I feel like my mom was going through so much pain seeing that. So, I mean, I went to school, hated school. I didn't really, I think school wasn't for me, but I, I was the only one to graduate high school from my mom and my dad and my older brothers because, you know what I mean? Nobody was doing it, right? It wasn't cool. So, so, but we was, we was good. Like, like we wasn't rich, but like living in the city, nobody was either. So even if we had a, we had a nice, or let, let's say we go to a store and get, like, I mean, not me, cause I was the youngest. So I used to have to wear what my brothers had, but it was still better than some other people. So it wasn't like we was poor, but we wasn't rich. But at that time, nobody knew what was what anyway. You know what I mean? Cause we was all kids. So we thought we was living great. I mean, till when right. I got older and I started realizing the difference, I'm like, yeah, yeah. wow. But like, I remember going to a kid's house and I was telling my mom one time, and I was like, I said, mom, they don't have furniture. They must've moved in, right? And I'm like, oh, did you just move in? It was like, no. And my mom was like, well, you, they probably didn't have it. But I mean, we had furniture. So I guess I was doing better than kids down the block, but it still was, I don't know. At, at that time, we don't know what it was. I, I, I thought it was great, but. The, the way I determined that. who had money and who didn't have money growing up is who had the better snacks or who had the better cereal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh bootlegs. Ours was bootlegs. Um, save a lot. I don't know if y'all had like, a, you know, them bootleg ones. Like we didn't have no brand names um, cereal. It was just everything was a different name. It looks the same, but it was definitely a different name. Yep. <laughs> nice. Okay. So, um, so we talked about, so the first property was FHA and then you said you actually, um, you kept it and rented it out, but you refinanced to conventional. And so you could use your FHA loan again. Which I, yes, because then I bought a, a property right outside of Camden and um, that's what I was able to do. So, so then I already had a tenant, which was surprising was when I, it was like, I never marketed the, my, the rental property, the, the, my old house. It was just so quick. So I knew it was a, it was a need in my city that I can purchase a house, fix it up. I mean, that house was already done because it was mine, but have somebody in there. And, and for that reason, that same lady is in there today for 10 years, wow. right? Like 10 years of, of, like she already paid them the, the house. Right. But just, I mean, I, the game of real estate is, is, is so great. Right. So, but you know I mean? Every year I, I had another child or whatever stuff happens, but then I'm like, you know what, this is where I want. I love it. I love everything about the game. I love just the whole point of how it makes sense, how you can buy son and it'd be worth more. How can you buy son and make money off of it? How you put money in the bank is not going to do nothing for you. But if you put money in real estate or any investment is definitely going to show off. So yeah. I love everything about it. During this time, were you still working a job or you just 100 percent like living off your property? Now, I'm full time work, man. I work for Coca-Cola. I'm a truck driver. Um, I, I'm still with it because because I can't not say I can't quit because I feel like if I do eventually, I'll be harder going to um, in, in this real estate game. But I still need insurance right now. You know, what I mean, I have three girls. Um, so if working full time job, which some people think you can't do both, you could. Right. Because I mean, long nights, right. Early days, long nights. But it's possible. It, it definitely is. And I feel like my job is not the worst. I mean, everybody will want to work for themselves. But right now, I'm just trying to give me like another three to four years. And then I feel like I can use my cash flow, substitute yeah. that. And then, you know, what I mean, go in the street, start running the, the, what I really want to do. But I'm, I'm doing good. Hey, ladies, this is your co-host, Roshana Scott. And are you looking for a community of women real estate investors? If so, I want to take a quick second to share with you Infinity Membership. Sorry, fellas, but Infinity Membership is a women's only online community for newbie and experienced investors. 
Come let your hair down and join a non-judgment zone sisterhood where all of your questions about investing in real estate get answered. This is also an opportunity to learn from the best of the best. Other seasoned and successful women in the industry share their success tips often. Our live group sessions are twice a month and we support each other daily within our private Facebook group. Our sessions range from driving for dollars to working with contractors to out-of-state investing, raising private capital, marketing your deals, and so much more. Does this sound like something that you've been looking for? Well, we would love to have you. For more information, visit us at bit.ly forward slash infinity membership. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash infinity membership. Consultant presents the vending machine business webinar. You can only have one job, but you can have as many vending machines as you want. This is your chance to see how we do business and how you can start your very own vending machine business. Avoid the mistakes we made and start winning. You'll be shown how we find, negotiate, buy, and manage our vending machine business, generating thousands per month, and how it has unlimited scale. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, a catch-22. It's like, no, nah, I wouldn't call it a catch-22, but it's, I was listening to somebody on my, my other kind of thing, and he was talking about how, like, even if you make 90000 in options, you don't got to quit the job. Like, the job is still bringing you money. So it's like, just because yeah. you got money doesn't mean you got to stop getting money. Like just because the passive yeah. income gives you the ability to not work, just you have to stop working. So that's cool. No, no, I, t- I totally agree with that because if I if I stop now, like what I was able to use is was my personal loans. To, I mean, my personal name because when I got a job, I was able to use more finances, so I was able to mm-hmm. dip more. So I'm like, all right, I was using that as an advantage. So right when I start realizing what I really want to do, I look at my job as a as, as as like I'm using them now. You know what I mean? I'm using what I I can get from them or, or right. how much I make, how much I can pull out, how much loan, and then I can. You know, what I mean, increase my 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 rental properties. So yep. absolutely, yeah. And I think you know, for whatever like we don't talk about this enough. The fact that like having a job and working at side hustles, one after your goals and dreams outside, like it's okay. You know, like I think in twenty twenty, um, we've gotten used to the idea of bashing a job, but I think at the end of the day, like you got to do what works for you. You got to do what works yeah. for your family. You got to do what works for, you know, your situation. Everybody's situation is unique. And not everybody desires to be a full-time entrepreneur either. Like you might, you know, you might be cool with just working your job and stacking your money and buying more properties. And that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm not cool with that. I mean, I'm doing it. Yeah. Because I definitely want to be on some, like, I want to buy as many properties because I love the city. You're going to be like, F that job. Yeah. 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 I be be throwing that on my Instagram post. Like, man, I'm doing it for now, but I can't do it forever because eventually I'm going to get tired of it. Because I feel like in my job, I'm not getting smarter, right? You you ever be at a place, I don't know how long, if you, like, you be at a spot at a job, or for me personally. I'm not, you feel like you're not, stuck. you're not growing. No, but I'm not getting smarter either. I can't use my creative mind. Like it's kind of like I'm a truck driver and I do the same thing all the time. Yeah, I could be awesome at it. I can be great at it, which I think I am, but that's it. I can't, I can't use no thought process. Like I use 10% of my mind to do my job, right? And I feel like mm. the more I the more I do it, the dumber I get. And and and, and it's not like it, you you don't, I mean, I, you can't be dumb to work with my job, but I'm not creating nothing, right? I feel like I'm 
I can't stretch myself out, right? So I'm like, I can do a lot more if I'm able to be, I mean, put myself in a position to do a lot more. If I'm in the driving this truck, I'm only doing the same job every day. Yeah, Al, you're doing a good job. Hey, Al, you know what I mean? Thanks, I've been there 15 years. Oh, congratulations. But I'm like, hold up. No, I, I didn't learn nothing. Like I didn't, I, I couldn't do what I really wanted to. I'm, I'm getting stuck. So having a job is great because I, like I said, I was able to do a lot more, but now I'm like, oh, I'm too creative. Like I'm not the smartest guy, but I'm kind of like, I know I got ideas and I know if I don't, if I work here, I can't use them. You know what I mean? Because I'm only yeah. limited to what they give me. So there's a book uh, for people who like to read the books we drop called The Millionaire Fastlane. And I was reviewing my notes and he was talking about how you'll learn more in two months and work for yourself than you will work in 10 years at a dead end job. And the reason why it. is because at your job, you're just a cog in the wheel, but in your business, you're the entire wheel. So there's other functions of Coke. There's marketing, there's advertising, there's accounting, there's finance. You don't touch any of that stuff because you're on the job. In your business, I guarantee you do all those factions, all those facets, and you get to create the system. You get to, you get, it's, it's empowering when you step out there and you get to create uh, on your own. So no, no, hundred percent. I like that because just because I work with Coke, I don't know it all. I don't know the recipe. It's not like, oh man, you know, no, I drive a truck. I deliver the soda to the customers. Like that's all I got, right? I'm good at it. I mean, I can... Customers be like, oh, you're doing a good job, but that's it. I'm going I'm to be I'm gonna be nice to you and I'm going to be nice to the next customer and the next customer. But then eventually, no, I'm like, no, I can do a little more. I know I, I'm a little more creative. You know what I mean? I want to use my mind a little more because being here is going to keep me stuck and then keep my mind like it shrinks. So. so you're working, you have all these rental properties. What are you doing with the income that you have coming in? Are you just stashing it? Are you putting in stocks? What are you doing? Nah, I just, just trying to buy more, right? Trying to buy more, trying to um, reinvest, right? Like it's the, like a book that I love, The uh, Rich Man of Babylon, right? Like just reinvest it because we're also having a job which I, I believe I'm able to maintain my livelihood, right? So so I'm able to take care of my family with my job. So me reinvesting with the income that I make off of my rental properties, I'm able to buy more with that because it's not like I need that money to live my certain lifestyle. I don't I do not do that. I try to live my lifestyle just through my, my W-2. My rental property is just kind of like, all right, it's, if I made this much money, this is going back in there, going back in there. And then eventually... I can have enough cash flow so I can leave my job, but then I'll be able to reinvest because now I got more cash flow coming in. Because you've you had that first property for 10 years ish. Yes. And then in two years you got the other six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, I love it because it's because I like I said, it was them 10 years was everything like you, you your mind start playing tricks on yourself, right? You start believing your, your own thoughts and you start telling like, oh, I, I can't do it this year, this year, this year. Then it was like educating myself, like listening to podcasts, listening to um, books, audiobooks. And that's a good thing what I tell people, podcasts and audiobooks, you put these things in your ear, you can listen, educate yourself with so many different things instead of listening to every new album that comes out. People want to listen to all the albums, know every word with the Drake song, I mean, whatever. <laughs> but then you can't listen to an audiobook that you're going to learn something after the book is done. You listen to a future album, it's nothing there to, to learn from, right? But you can put your headphones and listen to any book, any podcast. And then when you're done, like you actually educated yourself. So when I started doing that, when I started realizing because I'm a truck driver, I don't have time to read. I don't have time to do that. When I was able to stick this stuff in my ear and, and learn as I'm working, oh man, my mind just started opening up. Like, oh, I can do this. Oh, I can get this financing. I can I can pull money from here. That's when I start rolling, 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 rolling. So after that, That's I was good. just like, oh. I love everything of it. You know what I mean? So then now I try to tell people, look, I'm listening to all these albums. Listen to a book, right? Listen to a, a podcast. Trust me, you're going to get smarter after it's done. But if you listen to one of these songs 
I don't know. You probably go buy a, 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 expensive, <laughs> a an expensive belt that you probably don't even need because your pants is always sagging anyway. So. <laughs> and so what were some of um, those podcasts and books, you know, that helped you change your mindset around, you know, just going after more? Um, This podcast is great. I, I, I don't know why I picked it up, but it was kind of like um, Earn Your Leisure in Bigger Pockets. Um, big fans of that. Um, Buy the Block. Um, and, and the books, you know, the, the regular books is, um, the rich dad, poor dad, the anything with real estate. Um, mm-hmm. I was just feeding, I was just, 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 just clicking and Cause me being a truck driver, I was able just to leave it in my ear. And then if I'm dealing with a customer, I can tap it and stop, but then I can just go back in then. Cause mm-hmm. I, I never read books. I hate, I hated school, everything about it. I mean, going to school was cool because I, at that time that was the cool thing. Just go cut class. But then now I'm like, Oh, I love it. Like anything that I can actually get that can teach me something. I'm like thirsty for it. You know, I'm like a sponge okay. for it now. So it definitely helped me a lot. Hi, how are you? I am Andre C. Hatchett, 15-year mobile notary pioneer and veteran. We have created the Notary Business School, which will show you how to start a successful, long-term, needed business as a mobile notary public. Well, with 15 years of experience and with different downturns in the economy, we have labeled this business as being recession-proof, meaning that you can run this business in any climate, any city, any state in America. On average, our students make between 60 and 200 $150 per appointment, which usually takes under an hour. I'll say that again. On average, our students usually make between $60 and $250 per appointment as a mobile notary public. If you would like to enroll and save a few dollars, go to the website, millinotarypromo.com. That is millinotarypromo.com. Look forward to seeing you in class. Have a great day. Bye-bye. This episode is sponsored by Hood Estates. Hood Estates is offering a Hood Estates Elite Real Estate Investing Program, as well as a Hood Estates Trekking Program. All the details can be found in the show notes. You can also find them on Instagram at Hood Estates. This episode is brought to you by 24-7 Watches. Shop our limited edition luxury watches at 247watches.com. That's T-W-E-N-T-Y. 47watches.com. Use code Todd Capital at checkout for a special discount. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at 247watches. That's at T W E N T Y 47watches. Um, what kind of deals were you looking for um, numbers wise? When you're acquiring properties two through seven. Yeah, so, and I was like, gonna ask you, you that. At, like what it what did your second deal look like? All right, so so in in, in Camden, our house is just kind of it, it can vary. So for like thirty to fifty thousand, that's my number, right? And and with that thirty to fifty thousand, I can probably bring from nine to eleven hundred a month, mm-hmm. depending the two bedroom, the three bedroom. So that's what I'm targeting. Um and me and my pops do a lot of the work ourselves. I mean, you know, we do all the work, unless it's like plumbing that I can't mess with. We I buy the property, whatever it needs to be done, me and my dad will go right after work and we'll tackle it. So I'm able to save a lot of money because I'm doing a lot of that work myself. So and then after I hopefully I can get um like I like Section Eight. I got like two properties in Section Eight. Um, but all my tenants been good. So I like buying from thirty to fifty thousand and renting it from nine to eleven hundred. That's the goal. Two to three bedrooms. Thanks. Um, the loans that you're using for these are these 
all conventional loans, like 5%. What are you putting down? What does the financing look like? Um, like 20, um, 15 to 20%. I've been getting, um, I've been using Wells Fargo, um, any, any creative finance, but, um, I have, I think four or three from, from, from Wells Fargo and, um, anything. I got personal loan. Like, when, see, well, the thing is, when learning this stuff, I was trying to pull money because because I knew I was I was gonna get a better return when I buy the property. So I was just applying for anybody that would just give it, would give me money. But because I had the W two, I was mm-hmm. getting good credit. I was able to do that, right? So I don't know mm-hmm. when people when people want to quit right away. I'm like, hold up, hold up, go pull some money out first. Use your right. W two. Use whatever you know. What I mean, you have to get what you can get, and then then you can quit, right? Don't just uh, quit. Then now nobody's gonna give you a loan. Then you wonder why. Leverage. Yeah, 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 definitely huge, huge. And that and and that will help me out a lot because knowing that I got the W two and I got a good income and a good debt to ratio, these banks was able to lend me these fees, this this money. You know what I mean? Like I know if I wasn't working. It would have been a lot harder to um, acquire these properties. So yeah, one of our um, previous podcast guests, um, Don Donahue Baker, he has um, a principle where he talks about going from thousandaire level to millionaire, and pretty much it's all about you know if you're close to or at the six figure income level. Um, or even if you just have a good W-2, you know, job and your debt is low and good credit, you can leverage that time and time again to create generational wealth, buy multiple streams, you know, buy multiple properties and eventually, you know, now on paper, you know, your net worth, you're at a millionaire level because you can have, you know, based on Freddie and Fannie, you can have up to 10 mortgages in your name that you can use your nine to five to leverage and, you know, yeah. finance those properties and, and, you know, obviously build wealth through, through that so way. What does that conversation look like with the banker? Um, are you just saying, Hey, I'm looking to buy this property. It's not owner occupied. Um, and they look at the numbers, they're looking at your debt to income, they're looking at what it could potentially rent for. What does that conversation look like? Yeah. So, um, the same, uh, I mean, which some of, some of them people is not informed also. So you do got to break it down. Like, so my, my, my goal is when I walk up to a Wells Fargo or, you know what I mean? Uh, loan officer and I'll be like, listen, I just need a loan for 40 to 50,000. Right. And hopefully I get it for less. And, um, Wells Fargo was good because I was able to get it for like, like I bought two houses for like 28,000 and they got like a, a number that they, they won't go as low as like, you know what I mean? Like 27 or 25 or whatever. So I, I was able to get lucky with that. But I explained to them, yeah, I, I show them all my lease from my, my, my other property. So they know I'm, I'm making income because it still show I got debt, even though I have properties, it still show I got debt. So I got to give them a lot more information about it. But I let them know that's is a rental property that um, I'm gonna put 20% down because it's a conventional loan. And, um, and, and, and then we go through the same process we can go through the same process every time. And they can ask me the same, but I get it, it's a business. They got to protect their money, their, their investment, just like I got to protect mine. So, but it, it worked out great. Every, every, um, and I then they get declined. So every time I'm able to go up there, I'm able to get one. So, yeah. But I mean, you're in Camden and people say the banks don't like to lend in like areas that aren't I yeah. guess, uh, like yeah. A class, yeah. class A areas. I, I did hear that one time, like one of my, I, we had got an email and um and um I remember my wife looked at it. She was like, "She said we can't buy because it it's in a." I'm like, "We just bought one two blocks away from that one with the same bank." 
But it's not like the people that but I'm dealing with is like from their headquarters. They're not from the area. So I don't know. They don't, I don't I, they're not familiar with it. Like probably if I went to the local bank and they know just down the street that it's Camden. I, but I've been dealing with more just calling because it's easier because they don't know me. It's kind of like, uh, all right, just run my numbers. I'm good. And then hopefully we just go through the process. But I've been getting it. I've been getting it. Some people say they get denied. Some people can't. But for for what I've been doing, I've been getting approved and I've been buying. Um, knowing what you know now, would you have waited 10 years to buy property too? No, no. I would have. Oh, no. Because the property probably would have been cheaper and I would have bought everything, everything. But it's kind of like if, if, if that happened, I wouldn't be where I'm at now because, you know what I mean, my mind. But nah, I. I I think I, the thing is nobody nobody educates us, right? I mean, for me uh-huh. personally, I didn't. It's like I, there's nobody to look up to. Nobody teach you this stuff. It's kind of like like listening to y'all, listening to podcasts. This is like the teachers, right? Because because growing up, nobody tells you this stuff. It's like you listen either you listen to the drug dealers or 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 you just walk the other way because nobody's telling you, hey, you buy this property, um, you can do this or. Hey, if you do this, you can make money, invest money. No, it was kind of like, don't go to jail and, and don't get killed or something. Like, that was right. the top two things to not do, right? But besides that, nobody teaches the, the, the wealth game. It was kind of like, um, all right, you get a good job for me. Me getting a good job working for Kogan was like huge, right? Oh, you you doing great, right? But I knew my mindset wasn't there. Like I thought, because you know what I mean? Everybody tell you. Oh, you're doing good. You're doing, doing different than your brothers. You 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 moving out of the hood. But I'm like, hold up. That doesn't mean I'm supposed to be here because you tell me that's good for me. That's when I start realizing, like, nah, I, I think I, I'm better than it. You know what I mean? Even though I started from so low in the hood, it doesn't mean I only my cat rate is only to a certain level. Like, nah, our cat mm-hmm. rate can go as high as, as we really want to. So um, yeah, I would have definitely started earlier. Nice. So what are some things that you learn, um, some of your biggest lessons that you learn as a landlord and becoming a landlord and entering into that landlord space? <laughs> Honestly, like this is, and I'm, and I, I run all my properties, right? Um, like, I don't mind it. Like, I actually like it. Like, I, I just picked up, um, I just picked up this young couple that today, right? But they came and dropped a deposit off, but I've um young couple, young couple. I think the kid is twenty, and this, this girl is like 20, 25 or something. But they so cute. Like I was just, I even posted a video. I'm like, they were so nice. They they seem like good people, good energy, and, and, and I was like, I don't mind it because um I like dealing with my people. I like dealing with people in the city. Like just because you brand for me doesn't mean you less. You know what I mean? You, I'm better than you at all. No, I'm not. You just at a position you couldn't, let's say, purchase a house or even to be honest, you probably don't even know what I did. Like when I said when I was 19 that I was able to get yep. approved. You you didn't know the information, but we are equal. So just pay me my money and I'm cool. I'm 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 mm-hmm. I'm not no slum lie. Just call me up. I call my pops. He'll go over there, fix the problem or whatever. I go. And I'm, I, I always say it's a customer service. I try to keep my people happy. You know what I mean? They keep me happy. Um, And like, I don't know if y'all ever, like, I, I give like gift cards for the holidays sometimes. You know what I mean? Like we hand out toys to the- I'm going to do that. To like the, yeah. And you know, I'm telling you, it's powerful. I, um, Last year- we um I had one lady, she got kids, and, and me and my wife went to um just a regular store, bought some toys, and she started tearing up. I opened the door, I gave it to her, I said, Yo, I'm about to pull up. And and I gave her a sign. She started, I'm like, oh wife, we should have bought more. I'm like, I know, right? But <laughs> but 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 it was it, it was great, right? Because and 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 I'm walking out, she's like, That's my landlord, that's my landlord. Uh-huh. I'm like, wow, this is real powerful for me. You know what I mean? I right. actually 
I actually, not saying I love every part of being a landlord, but that type of stuff, you know what I mean? I kind of enjoy. I'm a people person. I can talk to yeah. people. If people are respectful, we, you know what I mean? I try to work with everybody. So, right. Um, the interesting I, thing I, of, about like ownership is you don't have to extract all the value out of the community um, in order for it to be beneficial for you. But I feel like sometimes when you deal with people who aren't of that community, they really could care less if there's any value in that community. But we have the ability to do a balance of both. Like you said in the beginning, it's like, hey, I'm giving them a a great place to live and I'm also making money. This is the best of both worlds. That's how it's supposed to work. 100%. Because I know when when I'm fixing a house in my city, I'm bigging up my city, right? Because if I didn't, that house would be more bando. Or, or drugs going in there or whatever, uh, whatever the case may be. But I know if I fix and I put good people in my houses, now I'm changing it up. And I always tell people, if you go to my like Instagram, I try to tell people, yo, you can keep buying. They be like, ah, why are you telling people your business? Which I don't understand that. Why not? Like, I don't, it doesn't bother me because you know why? If I buy one here, right? And I tell you, Ty, right? And you buy the one right across the street, which you just did for me. You just made my, right. my street look better, right? I'm not. Exactly. We got to stop thinking that everybody is against each other. Like we all, oh man, like especially in my city, like in growing up in the city, that's how our mentality is. It's kind of like, we can't tell people stuff because, man, listen, I buy houses. I, if, if anybody know anybody selling houses, let me know, right? And I want to tell people, look, you should buy houses too because if I buy one, you buy one, he buy one, we could change the whole block, right? And everybody's making money, right? Yeah. It's not just uh, just me. I'm not just here trying to take it all. I'm trying to buy, teach, and, and, and especially people in my city because we wasn't educated. So if I can do any justice for that, I'm with it. Yeah. Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop, presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 in side money in one year while working a job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. Hey everybody, it's your girl Erica Williams from the Classy Climb blog. I'm a six-figure YouTube earner and the author of the book Smartphone Millionaire, how to lend to people, real estate, and businesses from the palm of your hand. And if you're interested in the three things that changed my life over the past four years to become a six-figure YouTube earner and investor in multiple properties in multiple states, I would love for you to join me over at the Classy Climb YouTube channel. Yeah, and trust me, it's not just people in your city. Like, that's just um having a scarcity mindset right across the yeah. board and then encouraging more people to operate at a higher frequency and knowing that there is abundance out there right there is abundance in property ownership and um making money and multiple streams of income like there's a more there's more than enough you know to go around um but like you said it's our responsibility to show up and to continue doing our part because we have to turn around and give back to yes. you know the individuals who don't know right and educate them but then also when when we do that it, it, like we're we're giving away the game right and but but people for whatever reason you know want to hold on to it and i thank god that my circle like i'm not even surrounded around those people i don't have that that issue anymore but 
I feel like it is a issue that is talked about commonly within our communities. And so, you know, but when you change your, your circles, your surrounding, you know, you change your life and, and, and you continue to operate at like a different level, you know, like this is what it's about. And this is what I'm on. Like, this is the way. Yes, yes. <laughs> like we yes. all eat. Like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. So like I, we become more blessed and more abundant the more that we give and the more that we put other people on. It's like you just said, if you buy the house next door, we all winning. So it's like I need more of us to be winning, not less of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. I want listen, it doesn't buy like like there's so many houses in and this is in every hood. There's always banning houses. Like that's just the city, right? Is you know what I mean? Why let's why can we buy them, right? Why why I gotta take so much for if, if if I'm learning the game, right? And I'm able to teach somebody how to buy the house. Look, I don't care how much money you get. You you buy one, you make my city look better, right? Because I got property here. So and and you know, with with growing up, like, and this is probably in, in all the cities, right? Like they always say, Yo, you gotta watch, you can't tell everybody what you're doing. You can't what? I'm like, how, how does that make sense? Like, I had to throw a thing out. Like, let's say Jay-Z, right? He was a rapper, right? If, if he never told nobody he can rap, like he wouldn't be that as great as he is now. Like if he only rapped in the basement in a mirror, like, no, you, if whatever you think you're good at and, and whatever you think you can be successful at, let everybody know. I, listen, I tell everybody what I do. When I walk by, hey, I buy houses, you want to sell it, let me know or whatever. You know why? Because who cares? I, there's nothing. There's one guy with that go. That's going to be a downfall. I'm telling everybody. Me not telling nobody's going to be my. Matter of fact, stop talking. You're going to be my downfall. Come you on. Know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, because I don't care. I don't care who knows who. Yo, you get tired of me saying it, whatever. Because only the greats, the only reason they became great is because they let people know what they did. If you mm-hmm. keep it to yourself, listen, I do this. If you don't like it, get out of my face because I'm going to tell the next man. Listen, Jay Z became, he became great because he was able to rap in front of everybody. Because I tell you, if he didn't rap at all, he'd be a mm-hmm. nobody right now. He'd probably be in Marcy Project still hustling. So yep. be that's great. A lesson. Right? Be great. That's, that's a lesson for the listeners. I always tell people that nobody really said that Lil Wayne was the greatest rapper alive since the best rapper retired until he said it. And the same yeah. thing is true with Muhammad Ali. The same thing is true with Jay-Z. He started saying he was the best. People said he was the best. Um, I also realized, and we talked about this with Nia, Nia the Lock God, is that like you think that you're pushing people away when you promote yourself, but you're actually just letting more people know why they should be following you and why they should be messing with you. Rashana yeah. Scott is known for what she's known for. Like people don't really care about what her favorite color is and all this stuff. They know about what value does she bring to this world. And the value that she brings to this world is her skill set, her expertise. That's how she adds value to others. I mean, all the other stuff is great, but she gets the following from her expertise and her skill set. And the same thing is true with you. The same thing is true with me. So, yeah. everybody so listening, why? don't dim your light. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why hold it back? Because you're scared that somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, you're talking too much." Who the, don't stop listening, right? Because somebody's gonna care, right? Somebody's actually really want. Because if you wasn't here telling with you your stories and and she wasn't telling you. I wouldn't get the information that, that's helping me. And then I can trickle down to somebody else. Yeah, y'all probably going to bother some people, but then some people you're going to change their lives, right? So mm-hmm. not worry about the people that, that don't really care and they saying you're you talking too much. Just worry about the people that you actually helping out. And then long term, they're going to help somebody else, else, else out and then we change the world. I mean, it's little by little, but 
you know what I mean? We break it. Right. And I also want to address um, the imposter syndrome, right? Because I feel like, and I'm bl- I definitely blame social media for this, but there are so many people who are afraid to shine their light because they're afraid of being looked at as the expert. When I want people, I, like anybody who's listening right now, who's afraid to post or you don't know what to post or whatever, like it's about you just sharing your journey, sharing your story, you know, letting people know this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I'm about. And I am who I say I am. And because when you don't do that, then you're missing out on opportunity, right? Like there's so many deals that come in my DM, so many opportunities, so many clients, because literally people are reaching. I don't pay for marketing at all. You know, like people are reaching out to me because they see what I do, I show up and I am who I am. And this is what I do. I never said I'm a guru or an expert. And I think that people, they have that fear of, oh, you know, I don't know it all. So I can't, who am I to be educating people? And that's yeah. not, it shouldn't be that way, right? Like educate people on what, what you know, you know, you know what you know. So share your story. And I think from that, like the abundance and the opportunities will come. Yes, yes. Because you know what? If you post on, like, all you need is a finger to, they can pass you if they want. Like, if you listen, it's because you you getting something, right? Like, you don't have to listen. Like, you can post something a day and somebody will be like, yo, you should have never posted. Why you watch it? Why are you looking at my videos then? Like, if you that tired, you should delete me. Because if I'm, like you said, like, if you doing whatever you want to do and you feel like it's informative for somebody, all right, if it's, don't watch my video. Like, oh, ow, I see you post that video. That, that wasn't good. <laughs> okay, you watched it? And why you watch it? Don't watch it. I like because it, it, it's simply that easy just to scroll up and down because you know what I mean what we, right. what, we what I want to do is just whatever I learn I can teach and if somebody catch it that's good if somebody don't like it that's good too because it don't bother me at all I feel like we're so used to a world that's looking to disqualify you and looking to yes. tell you that you aren't old enough for this role you aren't you didn't go to the right school for this role and so that's why a lot of us, we disqualify ourselves because we're just like, well, I don't even want to give you the opportunity to tell me that I'm not enough. I was scrolling through Instagram and I came across CEO Trey Brown, um, the Spurgo kid. He had a um, like a video, a IG Live TV, and I listened to it. And I was like, I just learned something from a 14 year old. I was like, yeah. this kid, and I think I'm dope. And I just learned like some gems, like even if it's just repackaged in a way that I never thought about it. I will. But I mean, we all have something to share and entrepreneurship allows us to qualify ourselves. Being a real estate investor allows you to qualify yourself. Being an independent real estate, a realtor allows you to qualify yourself in a world that's being a boss. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're a boss in your own right. You know, not defined by nobody else's standards, nobody else's income level, nobody else's credit, nobody else's whatever. Right. Like you having the confidence to show up uniquely as yourself and go out there and get it, you know, and whatever that may be. So, yeah. yeah. So before we, before we wrap, um, I want to actually ask you, so what, uh, what was your favorite deal and why, or what is your favorite deal? All right. My favorite deal, right. All right. I'm going to break this one down. All right. Um, I remember it was a Sunday Eagles was playing. I'm a big Eagles fan, Philadelphia Eagles fan. So anyway, we was losing. So I was going to go see this property, right? So I sent my, while I'm at the bar looking at watching the game, I sent my, my brother to the deal. And um, for whatever reason, I thought it was on Monday for us to go. And um, I said six o'clock. So I'm thinking it's Monday. He calls me and it's like 530. I'm about to pass out. 
And he was like, um, I'm at the house. I'm like, you at the house? What house? I thought it was tomorrow. He's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. We just, I'm like, no, no. I called my wife and said, I said, don't be driving over there. So anyway, it was squatters that, used to, that lived there, right? Squatters. The house was horrible. But I, when I walked in, I seen so much potential, right? It was just stuff everywhere, like everywhere. So I think they wanted 40 grand. And um, I think we got it for like 28, right? So after I bought the house, the, the first day I move in, the old guy's still there, right? He's he he, he breaks the window, he breaks the window. So I'm opening the door. He peeps out from up from, from upstairs and say, Hey, what are you doing here? I'm like, why is you here? You're not you're not supposed to be here. Cause they I guess they got him a shelter, but anyway. Um, but that house, I just did a refinance and it appraised for 85. And it, because it was so much work, I wasn't, it was just so much mess, right? But I seen the the the, the beauty in it. And um, that's my best deal because out of the 28 and now it's worth 80 sign. And then I guess wow. I probably put like five, five grand because I did, like I said, I do most of all my work. So that was the best, but it was the na- nasty, it was nasty. But you know what? I, it, it was, oh, I was so nasty in so many ways, but it worked out. It worked out. And I guess that's my so best you, house because that was my best cash to um from income nice, to that. Nice. And so you um you just pulled the money out? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm pulling the money out to buy more. That's you know what I mean? That's because just educating myself with different things because I would have never knew I could do that, right? Like, birth, like I said, nobody yeah, strategy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nobody teaches this up in, in the city. They 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 say, Oh, oh you should you should do this. You know, and then another thing is people love tell you the stuff to do and they never done it, right? They'll be like, oh, you should do this. You'd be like, how did it work out for you? Oh, I ain't try that. <laughs> what are you telling me to do it then? Like, that's weird. Right. But yeah, I'm, um, I'm going to try to pull money out and then hopefully buy another property and then just keep it on. What is one mistake that you made that you learned a lesson from? Mistake. Mistake. Um, uh, mistake. I want to say it's not more like just believing and other people thinking it's not possible. Like, like, let's say like my mom, right? My mom, awesome. My mom, my dad, I got great parents. But my mom one time told me, oh, you shouldn't buy that. Like, you know what I mean? Or she couldn't buy it too. Right. And then uh-huh. her fears, like that Jay-Z thing, it was kind of like, and I'm like, well, I, my mom said she must be right. Right. But no, it was just because she didn't know better. Right. And I didn't know better. So it was like, if, if I, not saying that she held me back, but if I didn't believe all the stuff, I probably would have went quicker. You know what I mean? So I probably would have been buying earlier and then um, I probably would have had a lot more right by now. But I mean, I guess everything worked out for a reason. It's interesting how some people who can push you forward can sometimes kind of put the brakes on you, too, because that's the same person who motivated you to buy in the first place. That's interesting. Exactly. Exactly. It's just it's just the information that she don't know. It's kind of like it's hard because everybody wants the best for you. Right. They just don't want you to overload yourself. But they don't know that you actually educating yourself to realize that. Hold up. I'm not just throwing myself out in this deep end. I got a life jacket. You know what I mean? Is your mom a property owner? She actually is, but she, yeah, because the house that we used to live in in the city, she, she, but, but then I'll be telling her, I'm like, mom, you know, you can pull money out, you can do this. I ain't doing none of that. That's what I'm saying. It was just kind of like old school mm-hmm. style. She just got it and she just never sold it. But yeah. I'm like, we can go, you can take this, we can do this, we can do this. And she see me doing it, she know I'm doing good, but she's like, nah, yeah. you got that. I'm going to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need different inspiration as you kind of climb up in different levels in life. So it's like that person who was ahead of you, once you become kind of neck and neck with them, you might need to start looking for somebody else to kind of push you to that next level. So. No, that's, I, I believe that because I always say you, and you never want to be the smartest person in the room no more. Right. Cause that, uh, that's not entertaining. 
that's not into, you know what I mean? You can't entertain nobody no more. You, if, if I walk in a room and I know everything, I mean, not saying, but if I'm the smartest one and everybody's talking about cars and, and sports and I walk in and, and I'm like, wow, this, I mean, this is great to talk about for a, a period of time, but then eventually I, I need more. I need, I need what you doing. You know what I mean? What you buying? Uh-huh. What? You know what I mean? Teach me, show me, you know what I mean? Let me learn so I can continue to. But then it's like, as you kind of grow past that, you also get to circle back and take care of them and bless them. So it's not all yeah. for not. It's not all for yeah. not. So thank you, brother, yeah. for coming on the show. We're going to ask you our last few questions called the rap questions. The first question is, who is somebody that you look up to and why? They can be they can uh, be related to you or not related to you. Okay. They can be alive okay. or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the more it's creative, all... the better. It, it, it's but really not, like you it. know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. I mean, this. I thought about this because the problem is growing up where I grew up. It, there was nobody to look up to. It really wasn't like I. I kind of. If, if this. If this is the answer, right? Trying to get creative with it. I. I always knew who I didn't want to be like. Right. I, I always knew who I didn't want to grow up to be like. Like. Like the people that I was surrounded. Like even my brothers. Right. Um. Because being in and out and doing the wrong things and not learning from your mistakes and. That's something that kind of taught me to be better, right? It was kind of like looking through that, going to these these Sunday trips and, and visiting them. It was like, oh, I don't want to be here, right? So that was more or less a learning thing, not to look up to somebody, but kind of not to look up, kind of like looking at somebody, not what I didn't want to do. So that was more of my drive. Like, all right, I know if I do this and everybody that I know do this, they land up here. I don't want to do that. Let me start finding my ways. And, and if I did want to pick somebody, I'd pick like a Jay-Z, somebody that's able to use their mind and, and whatever their voice and create a lot of different things. But that's, that's, I always say, I didn't ever look up to nobody. I kind of looked at people and I realized who I didn't want to be. Right. What is your favorite um, personal development, real estate or business? Book? Um, the, I think I said both of them. The, the, I love um, Rich Man. I mean, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is kind of one of the one book that opened my eyes up. Um, Rich Man in Babylon. I love that one. Um, those are definitely my top two. And then um, I'm listening to the one thing right now. I like that. I like the whole thing of just concentrating on the on the, the, the thing in front of you. And then eventually everything else. Like they, he, he, he made a, a quote about it. Like if you pick one domino and then you, you double that other domino, it is still knock it over. And then if that second domino, you double that one. You know what I mean? By the time it can knock as many higher, you know what I mean? By the time it, it's over, it'll knock them all down. But it just started with the small one first. So I like that book right now. What does wealth mean to you? Wealth. Wealth is kind of like being free, right? Financial freedom. It's kind of like, I don't need to work for nobody. I don't need to, um, somebody tell me what I need to do to pay for this. I want to be in a position that I have enough property or enough income or whatever money coming in without having to report to nobody. Yeah. Being a businessman, you, you know, we all have our, our discipline, but I don't have to go to a job and be like, the reason I'm here is to pay my bills. No, I, I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. So I think that's that's wealth is freedom. And the last question is what sets apart successful investors from those who give up, fail or never get started? I want to say people with, with a lot of excuses, right? Every excuse is people. Everybody have an excuse. Like like right now, if you say uh, I want to go whatever to a store and you'd be like, 
I don't know, you, whatever. Any excuse, I think everybody use excuses so easily. Like they make it up in their head and then they believe it and then they don't do it. Like, oh, go buy a house. I can't buy a house because I don't got no credit. Well, go your credit up. Like it's always, you can always find an answer for it. Stop making excuses. Not saying excuses is not, they're not real, but they still excuses. True, true. Love it. Love it. Um, great interview. Where can people connect with you, find you, support what you have going on? Well, I got... My Instagram is Al Camden Reynolds, A-L-C-A-M-D-E-N, Reynolds, R-E-N-T-A-L-S. And um, that's mostly where I'm at. I got Facebook, and I'm, but the only reason I just got Facebook is just to promote my, my properties. And um, and what I, I love to do, I got a little little slogan, like, let's do better people. Like, a, like that's my little hashtag, I say, because I always say anytime we do something productive, like even go to the gym, um, change somebody's day, fix on a property. Let's just do better. We all can do better, right? We I all want a shirt. Different ways. Yeah, we all. I got you. I got you. Yeah. So I feel like let's do better. We all can do better in, in any type of what we're doing. So that's where I'm at. Nice. So this has been another episode of the Ogilvy and Scott Show. My name is Charles Ogilvy with Rashana Scott. Signing off. What's going on, podcast listeners? This is your man, Donald The Voice, the official editor and podcast producer of The Oglesby and Scott Show. And listen, I just had to come in and tell you that we appreciate your listenership. And I want to give you a special offer for listening to this podcast. If you have voiceover, podcast, or video editing needs, let's talk. You can go over to DonaldTheVoice.com forward slash contact, and I'll be happy to talk with you about what you need and how I can serve you. You want to sound good and look good so that people can feel good and do good as a result of listening or watching your content. And I'm here to help you make that happen. So let's talk. Go over to DonaldTheVoice.com forward slash contact, and we'll talk. Have a good rest of the day. Day, evening, morning, whatever time it is, and I'll talk to you soon.